kitchen bowl. After washing up, I took an old rose-patterned towel off the wall hook and dried myself while staring out the window. The second-story room of the boarding house where I currently rented overlooked the town's main street, but as usual for this time of day, there was nothing to be seen but the occasional tumbleweed. It didn't take me long to decide on two things. One was that I was badly in need of a change of scenery. The second was that, at least for now, I'd settle for a stiff drink. It was a lousy way to start the afternoon. The sign outside read, Las Tres Campanas, the three bells. There wasn't a bell anywhere in sight. It was just a typical cantina, and, like others common to that part of the country, small, brown, hot, and dusty. No piano players or fancy mirrors would ever be found decorating this place, although there were a few ropes and some old wine bottles hung up on the walls. The town of San Rafael hadn't grown much in the last couple of years since it wasn't close enough to the main border crossings to attract the cattle trade. Some Texicans did occasionally drift in, but aside from a few tired and overheated local peasants, the only other regular patron of the cantina was a scrawny cur dog who was currently sitting in the corner chewing contentedly on the remains of a big gray rat. Dogs, I'd noticed, tend to be better ratters than most cats. The cur had a notched right ear, and ever since a horse had stomped him, was missing half his tail. The dog smelled so badly, everyone tried to give him a wide berth, but even though the room was big enough to hold more than a dozen tables, his stench was still annoying, even at the opposite end near the door. Of course, that wasn't enough to stop the locals from drinking there, since the tequila served in Las Tres Campanas was the smoothest in town. The cantina's owner, Felipe, also cooked the best plate of enchiladas, frijoles, and Mexican rice anyone ever tasted. I was leaning on the bar at the far corner, sipping mezcal and trying to forget a heat that was already making rippled waves outside. I had learned to favor the drink, even though I still couldn't bring myself intentionally to swallow the ever-present worm that most Mexicanos swear is the best part. Admittedly, Las Tres Campanas wasn't much when compared to other saloons I'd been in, its bar was just a five-foot-high wall of adobe with four planks laid down on top, and the wood was so poorly cut there wasn't a straight or level surface in the whole affair. There were a few lit candle stubs stuck into some old cut-out peach cans running along its length, but most of the light in the cantina came from a couple of hanging oil lamps that offered up more smoke and smell than actual brightness. Two large round ceiling beams ran down to the bar top. They were meant to support the roof, but most days it seemed they were used more as targets for knife-throwing practice. It was a situation that caused considerable displeasure for the bartender, a short, burly sort named Ramon, 
who was constantly forced to duck for his life. I had been inside the cantina for about an hour, minding my own business, when a conversation between two young vaqueros caught my ear. I wasn't intentionally eavesdropping, but with them sitting at the nearest table I couldn't help overhearing. When they started talking about a drive west, I perked up. My pa always said that my curiosity would get me in big trouble some day, and, as always, things would eventually prove him right. At the time, of course, I didn't know that. But even if I had, it probably wouldn't have mattered much. If one more person in town had commented to me on how the humidity was actually worse than the heat, I would have plugged him on the spot. And in general, I'm a peaceful sort. That's how bad things had gotten. It was hot. I was bored. And the problem...